0: Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Premier Kathleen Wynne is currently uh, currently in Washington where she has made some comments in regards to presumptive Republican nominee Donald Trump. Can we still call him presumptive? I guess we have to. Uh, she said that he is, in da- she is a, he is a danger to Canada and the world, and uh, I guess the question to you is, should she make comments in regard to other leaders, other uh, elections? Uh, from other countries. Uh, you might remember that Prime Minister Trudeau was down there in March and he when asked about the same sort of thing and Trump, of course, he politely... Uh, Sidestepped the issue and, and, and didn't take the bait, uh, which I believe is protocol. She goes on to say, quote, I think a candidate for the presidency of the United States who is intent on being divisive, who is intent on ignoring the realities of the global economy and doesn't see the benefit of an inclusive pluralist, pluralistic society, I think it's very dangerous for Canada, and I think it's dangerous for the world. Uh, a Trump pre- presidency would be destabilize. She didn't say that. The quote is destabilizing for the uh, continent and it would go well beyond the continent, are some of her comments uh, which she had, uh, she had made. Now, um, again, protocol, I believe, is to not to wade into those sort of things. Lots of people think this, but is it correct for a world leader to do so? To talk more about all of this, Blaine Haggard is with us, Associate Professor in the Department of Political Science down at Brock University, and is with us now. Hello, Blaine. How are you today?
1: I'm okay, thanks.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time. Much appreciated. Uh, as we mentioned, the prime minister was uh, was quite polite and sort of sidestepped the old issue, the whole issue when he was down there. Wynn, of course, took the opportunity to do the opposite. What's protocol here? What's your thought on all of this?
1: Well, the protocol usually, is, as you said in the introduction, is not to get involved in uh, in other countries or, I guess, other jurisdictions' elections. Um, so that's the protocol, and it, it is. Um, it is kind of surprising that uh, the premier win would uh, would actually uh, step out and with her criticism of uh, Donald Trump like that.
0: Uh, she said that uh, the the reason of her visit was to reaff- reaffirm how important the trade relate. Uh, the quote was reaffirm how important our trade relationship is. Uh, does this sort of thing help or hinder trade relationships?
1: Well, I think that it. I mean, right now it doesn't go one way or the other. Uh, what it does, though, it, it, what's interesting about it is that there is a kind of a taboo against getting involved in other people's uh, elections. Um, and it's not just because it's, you know, impolite or something like this, but it's also the question of what, you know, what effect would it actually have? I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, Ontarians, Canadians can't vote in the U.S. election. And you know, Americans on one hand, you know, it's hard enough for Kansas to get uh, get anyone to pay attention to us anyway. So there's not going to be a lot of Americans paying attention, and those that are, you know, the one thing that uh, anybody like like the surest way to get one a group to close ranks is for an outsider to criticize them. So there's all, you know, people don't like being told what to do by outsiders. So something like that could, you know, easily backfire, even if, you know, even if she is correct.
0: Uh, And the other thing, uh, what happens if he does get in? Do you want to be bad-mouthing people who you later may have to do business with?
1: There is that. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, for instance, like, you know, Stephen Harper and Barack Obama, Stephen Harper didn't have to, you know, he didn't say anything nasty about Obama um, and vice versa, but it was pretty obvious that they, you know, that they uh, you know that they didn't align exactly politically, but they still have to do business, um, and so just basically insulting someone is never it's never really a, a good idea. It's also an easy thing to say for uh, you know there's no real um, there's no real kind of blowback for, for Kathleen Wynne to say this amongst the Ontario voters.
0: Now, does she get a pass here uh, because obviously the situation in Orlando in regard to the gay club, our premier, obviously in a same-sex relationship, could she be extra sensitive to this sort of thing? I mean, that would be obvious, wouldn't it?
1: Sure, but then there's how do you go about doing that? I mean, um, you know, you can criticize, you can, like, for instance, Justin Trudeau. You mentioned Justin Trudeau um, in the introduction as well, and you mentioned how he, you know, kind of walked around the issue. But I mean. When you look at his comments, when he talks about, you know, the importance of, you know, of, uh, of bringing people together, things like that, he made it very obvious that he was talking about kind of like the, the divisive rhetoric that was coming out of the Trump campaign without actually mentioning Donald Trump. So there's a, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about without directly attacking um, a specific candidate.
0: Uh, do you think that plays any different here? Uh, how do you mean? Well, the fact that you made this statement, uh, what, do, what, do, what do Canadians think about it?
1: Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, Canada-U.S. relations in this area, it, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, more than any country, really, we really have a weird relationship with the U.S. They're, you know, that we tend to experience their domestic news and their domestic politics as ours, even though we are actually two different countries. And so there's no real... I don't think there'll be any real cost to her for, for saying this. I mean, it's, it's uh, in one sense, to be, to be a little bit crass about it, uh, American politics is a kind of entertainment for non-Americans because yeah. we're not the ones living, uh, we're not the ones having to make these uh, decisions about, um, about immigration, about, you know, the gun debate, things that seem, might seem, you know, completely crazy to, uh, to, uh, to foreigners. But that Americans, they have to take this very seriously because it's their, it's their brothers, it's their sisters, it's their fathers and, and mothers who they're having to have these debates with. With us, it's, it's, you know, we've got our own country here and we're not facing those problems. We don't have Donald Trump living with us.
0: Does, did she cross the line by letting her personal feelings interfere with business?
1: Well, I don't know if she uh, let her personal feelings interfere with business. Um, you know, in my opinion, she made a uh, kind of, uh, an impolitic in, comment. Um, but, uh, whether that was driven by her feelings or not, um, it's, uh, you know, I have no idea and I don't know how anyone would.
0: Uh, well, I guess we can just assume because why would, again, it's, it's against protocol to say it, but I guess yeah. we can't assume, like, why would she have said it then? Yeah. Any, well, I mean, any I mean, suspicion? I
1: mean, Donald Trump certainly has, uh you know, has basically, I mean, the whole world is kind of freaked out right now
0: yeah.
1: one, that that one this guy has a chance at becoming the president of the United States, even if it is a, a long shot. If it's a one-in-two case, you know, um, anything could happen. So, I mean, she, like everyone else, is probably, you know, you know we're all thinking these kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, it's just a question about where, whether, one or not, you know, whether or how we express it. Justin Trudeau expressed it in a certain way. She expressed it in a a more, shall we say, direct way.
0: Uh, Your thoughts on how the Orlando massacre has been politicized since, uh, obviously, the tragedy. I mean, whether it's gun control, terrorism, religion, sexuality. I mean, this has multi-layers. Talk a little bit about how each one is using it for their own gain.
1: Sure. Sure. it, it, I mean, you're certainly right about the multi layers. It's like it, it's like a, a cross section of all of the uh, of all the issues uh, in America right now. That's it's right, all is,
0: combined into one. Really, isn't it?
1: It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it was interesting. You know, for, you know, I was thinking about like, for you had you know, on a more, much more inspirational side, you had Muhammad Ali who passed away uh, last week, yeah. who kind of brought together you know a lot of you know, he, he was a very controversial uh, person because he touched on religion, uh, he touched on military things like that. And here we're seeing this in a much more horrific kind of way. And um, I honestly, I'm, I'm still trying to get a handle on exactly how it's going to play out. Because after all of these massacres, there's always, um, you know, there's always we're going to do something. And then it just kind of dies down. Whether or not something is going to be different this time, it's... uh it's, uh, it, we'll have to see. But certainly, you know, everyone who, like, for instance, people who, uh, are worried about Islamic terrorism, they're trying to grab onto it. People who are concerned about gun control are trying to grab onto it. And of course, there's the there's the obvious fact that it was attack, an attack on, uh, on, on basically a gay nightclub. And so that comes into it, um, especially with the, you know, the whole debate over transgendered washrooms, of all things. So yeah. it's, uh, everyone's, you know, You know, everyone is is kind of in the United States seems to be kind of, uh, again, freaked out by this uh, and trying to deal with it, uh, deal with their own specific issues. And each one of them has kind of a purchase on that. What happens, though, um, uh, we will have to see,
0: unfortunately. Because it does involve all of these different issues, gun control, terrorism, religion, sexuality, will the issue which is, hey, let's stop hating each other and, and, and committing violence, does that get lost in the sauce here?
1: Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, certainly uh, on my, on my Facebook feed and my gay friends are very much, you know, and, and, you know, allies of of the gay community are very much putting that forward and they're not going to let this die. Yeah. So I think that, you know, certainly they're going to, people are working on that and making, you know, trying to make a more tolerant, uh, tolerant society uh, in the United States uh, for, for gay, lesbians, uh, transgenders. Um, So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'll get lost, but it's certainly uh, in the mix. And these aren't mutually exclusive. I mean, dealing with gun control, you know, you don't have to say, okay, we're not going to deal with hate. Fine.
0: Yeah, 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 uh, are, are Were you surprised, uh, obviously, when uh, an event like this comes uh, or happens, the right rolls out all of their suits and they all stand there as if, you know, with dumb looks on their face and say, it's not guns that kill people, it's, gu- it's people that kill people and all that sort of thing. Uh, but it seems that Trump stood up and sa- when, when asked about, or, or, or the point that people seem to have a hard time wrapping their head around, is that this guy, despite being on an FBI uh, watch list of some sort and, and being red flagged and investigated, was still able to buy a gun. Uh, And, you know, even the Donald Trumps of the world had a hard time wrapping their head around that. And, yeah. and, and, and then all of a sudden Donald Trump said that he's going to take this to the NRA because he said, I don't agree with this. If you're on a watch list, you shouldn't be able to get a gun, which totally goes against what the NRA is all about. Yet he seems to have their ear on this. Could he be the actual... A uh, catalyst that actually brings some common sense into this discussion by suggesting this, and, and a guy who really at times isn't friends with anybody.
1: Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know if we would credit it to uh, to Donald Trump, but uh, in, in the previous, like the Sandy Hook massacre and countless other ones, everyone's always thought that. Uh, and I think that President Obama mentioned this, something similar. But you know, everyone thought, okay, this is it. This is like this is. I mean, massacre of children, yeah, um, and, and from legally obtained guns and things like that. Everyone thought that was going to be it, and so. Hopefully, um, you know, people's, Americans' consciences will be shocked so much that uh, they'll move on gun control. But, you know, we've heard this before, so, uh, that, uh, you know, that this is something that's just gone too far. I mean, obviously, it is gone too but far.
0: But are you surprised that Trump stood up and said that to the NRA? Um, he's
1: idiosyncratic. I mean, yeah. he, he, he doesn't. there's no real plan to what Donald Trump does. He just kind of does what he does. He's not really... You know, I mean, what's causing the Republicans so much grief is that he's not really beholden to them. He's not really beholden to their policies.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So he he just he basically just says the first thing that comes into his mind. Yeah. Um. And and sees how it plays.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this could be as just a flip comment or a comment that was just this flip about building walls and keeping Muslims out. Who knows? Yeah. Uh. Do you do you think this will be? because of what you know because he does seem to be supporting this and putting the heat on the nra do you think this will finally budge them into the into something
1: um i don't again i, I don't know if i would credit it to, to donald trump and i have no idea if this will be no but let's trump.
0: be but let yeah. you know i don't want to credit donald trump on this planet <laughs> either but let's be honest here he has the ear of the republican party because they have no choice and mm-hmm. if he's going to stand up and stick up to the nra and say um, you know what, okay, I agree with your guns and all that sort of stuff, but this is absolutely insane. That's the first leader that we've seen that's been able to get any sort of relation or 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 make any sort of progress with this group. Uh,
1: oh, on the Republican side? Yes. yes. I mean, sure, it's possible, and that would be kind of a, you know, that would be a very, very uh, positive thing to happen whether that whether that actually happens uh,
0: we'll see all right getting back to premier win uh she said that the uh, the reason for the visit was trade relations have we heard anything about that have we heard any sort of uh report as to how those talks went or or what happened or is the headline mostly about uh saying things in regard to the US election
1: um the uh I mean, everything. All the stuff that I've seen seems to be pretty much from the U.S. election um, about the U.S. election. But I mean, again, that's the headline stuff. It Doesn't mean that there's not stuff going on about right. uh, going on behind the scenes. Which again, like I said, the uh, this is the easy stuff to cover because I mean, every, everyone you know, don't, people read anything that has the, the phrase Donald Trump in it. But uh, the, you know, they will be working on issues that are, are important to the two countries because we do, as Ontario, we do a lot of trading with the United States.
0: Uh, on the other side of this equation, that being the Democratic side, uh, it certainly seems that uh, Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders is finally winding things down and, and realizing uh, the truth. Uh, how much do you think he is going to influence the policy of Hillary Clinton? Certainly has pulled her to the left during the campaign, but once push comes to shove and it's the run for the presidency, how much influence will Bernie Sanders have on, on her campaign?
1: This is actually the question that I'm really, really curious about. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons he hasn't officially kind of, like, said, I'm going to support Hillary Clinton um, is because he's trying to extract as many concessions as he can from from her, from the Democratic Party, in setting up their platform. Um, and so that's kind of normal. What, what's The weird wrinkle here is that Donald Trump is seen as such a dangerous candidate, by, I mean, by attacking, um, by, attacking, um, by attacking Muslims, by attacking Hispanics, by attacking women, so on and so forth, um, You'd have to be nuts to say, well, I don't think that I don't think that Hillary Clinton is, you know, is, you know, she's, she's right. centrist as opposed to a bit left wing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to vote for I'm not going to vote for her and I vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. So she's going to capture a lot of those people anyway. So I'm curious to see how much leverage uh, Sanders actually has in these negotiations because Trump is such an extreme candidate.
0: That's my um, ne- that's my next question. Does he have any pull at all at this point? I mean, he's pretty much gone past that point, hasn't he? Wouldn't he have had more success with this a month or two ago?
1: Um, I don't, well, I don't know about the timing. Uh, there's a reason I'm a political scientist and not a strategist. But mm-hmm. the, uh, it, it's really tough to say because, I mean, Sanders did have a, a, you know a very kind of active... Um, part of the Democratic Party who supported him and you'd, and you'd, more, you'd rather stay, be enthusiastic for Clinton than not be. Um, I also remember the 2000 election where you had, um, you know, people a lot of people said, oh, well, there's no difference between um, Bush and Gore. And so they either kind of sat out or they went and voted for Ralph Dada. We ended up with George W. Bush as the president. Um, this is a, you know, Trump was a much, 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 much much more extreme candidate than George W. Bush ever was. Um, so maybe the dynamics are a bit different, but you, you, you did hear at the, end of the, at the end of the Sanders campaign of, you know, people talking about Hillary's corrupt and, you know, you know therefore, why should I vote for her? And so the one thing you want to do is manage that to make sure that that's not kind of the narrative that goes forward.
0: So uh, we'd like to think by this point, although there still is a long summer to go, that we've pretty much seen everything. Uh, and all <laughs> we're going to see at this point is more of the same, whether it's more insults, more mudslinging, more whatever, uh, you know, and whether the bar drops even lower. But do you think there's going to be any monumental surprises between now and election time in the fall? I mean, is, is, are we going <laughs> to at one point, are we going to be a month from now and thinking, oh, my goodness, I did not see this coming? Uh, have, Honestly, have we have, have we pretty much seen every the whole the whole sideshow here? Um,
1: well, uh, I'm looking well, I'm looking forward slash dreading um, it's going to be kind of a train wreck. I think the uh, Democratic uh, sorry the Republican convention because um, from what I've been reading, uh, it looks like a lot of uh, Republican candidates are really realizing that Donald Trump is not that's not helping their uh, their brand, if you will, at all. So. There's going to be, there's probably going to be a lot of buyer's remorse there. So I have no idea how that's going to play out. Um, like I said, Donald Trump is unpredictable, um, is prone to saying crazy things. Uh, what he's going to do, I have no idea. I think you know, Hillary Clinton is you know is an old school candidate, so you know we pretty much how, you know we can pretty much guess how she's going to act. But with combination with Trump and basically the collapse of the Republican Party, um, it's going to be an historic uh, fall.
0: We've seen the Republican Party try to uh, maneuver and support themselves <laughs> and support Trump. We've seen them, you know, try to uh, take a wait and see kind of attitude. And then I like, the last thing that flared up was in regard to the judge that was... A uh, Mexican heritage that was overseeing his Trump University charge, and and then it seemed like it was back to square one. Like that's it, I'm out. This guy's this guy's too much for me. Says typical Republican. Um, are we going to see Republicans just by the time the election rolls around, just zip it, don't say anything, and and just close their eyes and see what happens, or or come out and say I'm not voting this election?
1: Yeah, um, I have no idea. I mean, they're very. I think that there's a lot of concern there. Um, so much so that uh, a, a colleague of mine who is involved in Democratic politics uh, in the U.S. It, it says that the real big concern going forward is not so much of, you know, Republicans versus Democrats, but the fact is what happens if Trump completely destroys the, the Republican Party mm. and you're left effectively with a one-party state, mm. with the only party that, that essentially the Republicans so much tarred with this kind of racism and xenophobia that they're unelectable. Or and completely uncompetitive in a 21st century multicultural
0: United States. What would happen? Uh, let's just imagine. Say, well, let's imagine both. Say Hillary wins. Where does that leave the Republican Party? How do they rebuild?
1: Um, well, I I don't know. I mean, they they've been doubling down on on crazy since you know Sarah Palin to Donald Trump, mm. for instance. So uh, I honestly I don't know. But they would be in serious serious trouble. And uh, quite uncompetitive.
0: What happens if they win?
1: Uh, the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have a feeling that what Kathleen Wynne was saying would be pretty, uh, would be pretty accurate. So it. it would
0: yeah, maybe after the election, we'll be wishing that more Kathleen Wynne stood up and said their say, had their say. Yeah. But, I mean, but you have to wonder, you know, because this is sort of an anti-establishment vote. And again, as you mentioned, we don't vote. They do down there. But you have to think the the more people, especially when you get the other Republicans, the Jeb Bushes of the world, standing up and slamming Donald Trump, that probably just makes it more popular down there.
1: It, it certainly didn't help them in the, uh, in the primaries. I mean, the irony of this all might be that, you know, that Kathleen would, was right, but basically said set, basically set it in, in uh, basically an undiplomatic way.
0: Good point. We'll be watching. And of course, uh, I have a feeling the show's just getting started. So feel free to grab some popcorn. Uh, Blaine, uh, Blaine Haggard has been with us. Blaine Haggard is an associate professor in the Department of Political Science at Brock University. Blaine, as always, thanks for the time. I'm sure we'll chat again.
1: My pleasure.